Hey everyone, welcome to the Bully Food Challenge. Today on episode 25, we are going to do part two of last week's episode about the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response as it relates to bullying. This one is how to reverse that response. Um, but first, I want to give a warm welcome to all of you who have been coming out to hear the podcast. Thanks so much. It's great to have you. I know that hearing these different ideas and learning about the pattern of bullying is helping all of you. And that's exciting to me. Um, if you know of anybody else who could benefit, let them know about the podcast so that we can grow our population and help as many kids as possible. I am uh, looking forward to seeing the numbers grow. Um, for that reason, uh, I'm Kelly Sorg, your host, and I've been a middle school teacher for the last 20 years, and I was also bullied as a kid. So I learned how to help myself and my students get out of that pattern, and I want to help you too. Um, I'm not a provider for mental health or health care of any kind, but if you need that, please take the steps to get that help from someone in your area. I'm also not even your own personal teacher, so I can't give you individualized instruction, but I do want to help, like I said, with the pattern of bullying and help you understand that so you can get yourself out of it. Um, a great idea and something I suggest is to include a parent or trusted adult in some or all of your uh, times listening to these episodes, just so that they can help you adapt the information to your own life and help you meet your goals that way. All right. So last week we talked about the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response as it relates specifically to bullying. And for all of you who don't know or haven't gone back to listen to that episode yet, it's it's the stress or threat response, our fear response, um, goes off when we face something like a bully because a bully is a threat. Um, but, uh, you know, oftentimes the threat seems bigger in our mind because we've been letting that stress response take over. Um, a bully isn't actually a grizzly bear is what I'm trying to say. A grizzly bear is a dangerous predator and it makes sense for your threat, fear and stress response to be activated by something like that. But a bully, you have a lot more leeway and control over how you um, mentally and emotionally respond. So, Overcompensation is a common pattern when somebody is facing a bully. Anyone's impulse to a large painful problem is to solve it as quickly as possible. But when we're convinced by our stress and anxiety that our problems are impossible to solve, we solve them through a fear response. We refuse to accept, we fight ourselves as much as we fight the problem itself. Um, we run away and hide and that reinforces the fear. We don't have what it takes to deal with the bully or any other difficulties related to it. We lock up and brace for the worst instead of allowing ourselves to remain calm. And we sell ourselves out to uh, get something better from others. It makes sense. We want to go to these extremes and even overcompensate to resolve our problems, but it's a mistake to do so using this kind of threat response pattern. If the problem isn't actually a grizzly bear, as I said, I'm not asking you to stop trying to beat the bully. No, never, not at all. This whole podcast is about you beating your bully. I'm asking you to start using the opposite of the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response to get your results. Last week, we talked about how the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn 
uh, responses feed into the bully's pattern, which makes them bully food. When you get stressed and you get, you get afraid that feeds the pattern of bullying that feeds the bully and what they want to have happen. This week, we're going to talk about the opposite of fight, flight, freeze, and fun responses, and then how to work them into your new personality. The reversal of fight is to accept and respond. Just by listening to this podcast, you're showing a willingness to accept and respond to your bully versus deny the situation and pass the buck. Accept whatever comes up as information that you can work with. When you bury your head in the sand, you deprive yourself of the info you need to have options. This is why resisting reality feels terrible and it feeds your anxiety and the bully's power. If you focus on what the bully does instead of how you feel about what they do, that's where you're going to be able to respond because you notice what's happening and you can deal with that instead of uh, ignoring what's happening or denying that it should be happening or fighting and reacting, which is putting yourself in a position of weakness versus sitting back, watching, and then making an informed response. The reversal of flight is to show up and face it. Facing or showing up is walking toward instead of being chased. It's moving slowly and in your own way at your own pace rather than running from the bully or running to do exactly what they would expect or what, uh, you need to get out of the situation or into your comfort zone. If you stay, it shows you are comfortable because most people do not stick with something that's uncomfortable. They run off. So if you stay, you are indirectly communicating that you feel fine in front of the bully. That is not only communicating that to you, to, to the people around you and the bully themselves. It's also communicating, communicating it to your subconscious mind. The reversal of the freeze response is to let go. Freeze reversed means that you melt, you go along with things, you go with the flow, you, you float through the situation, even though like, like if you were if you were grasping tightly onto a mountainside because you were afraid that you would fall and then you let go and you felt yourself kind of lift up versus falling down. This is what happens when you let go in a anxious freeze response. When you let go of a real mountain, you do fall. But when you let go of an imagined mountain that has been holding you down, you actually rise above. It's, it's more like when you freeze, you're kind of like a little, uh, cork that's being pushed under the surface of the water and you're stuck there because of the oppressive heaviness. But if you let go of the things that are bothering you, the fears and the, the worries, the concerns, um, the perception that if you move it's curtains for you or whatever, if you let go of all that, the little cork just floats right back up to the surface and then you're back to normal. Okay. Being bullied hurts, so it makes sense we would freeze up and brace against any additional pain. And the key to rising above that, bubbling up to the surface like the cork or 
or melting like the ice that ends up being able to flow or like water around the rocks. The key to all that is to stop caring. Okay. The, the reversal of freeze is to let go of your emotional attachments to the bad thing that could happen and stop caring about it because then you aren't focused. They, they say, don't focus on the rocks, focus on the water. If you want to get around the rocks, you have to focus on the water. Okay. This is the same thing. If you focus on things you're scared of, you're going to attract yourself to them. You're going to end up coming up against them. If you are looking toward the things that make you happy, make you laugh, that you don't care about the other things. In fact, you barely even notice them those things will start to fall to the backdrop. And the reversal of fawn is to be yourself at all costs. Fawn reversed is to stand up for you first. It's, it's that you are going to be you no matter what. <clears throat> be willing to be a, a foe even. Like that a foe would be someone that the bully is against, an enemy. Be willing to be that. Give everyone around you, not just the bully, but everyone else around you a challenge. People like to be challenged to have to come to your side and invest in you as well, because whatever people invest in, that is what they perceive as valuable. That's So if they invest in you they, as a friend, they will perceive you as valuable. valuable. If the bully has to invest in you by facing a challenge that you've presented, they are going to start to respect you more, Okay. Separate a fantasy that you have from the reality. You don't have to sell yourself out to meet the bully's standards. You don't have to step up to tell the bully how you meet their standards. You don't have to meet their standards at all because the only reason you would think you'd need to is because you have built a fantasy around them that they are up on some pedestal, okay? That they are better than you, stronger than you, um, more likely to get their way than you. If you continue in, uh, feeding that fantasy and not look at the reality of who they really are, a jerk who doesn't know any other strategies to have any kind of social control or standing, but then to be mean to everybody who is, and make them weaker. The bully's strategy for being successful is to knock other people down so they feel tall. That is not somebody that you should put up on a pedestal, okay? That person doesn't deserve that kind of credit. They've done nothing to deserve that credit. And the only reason that they're on a pedestal is because you're afraid that they might do something to you or they might actually um, be able to get the better of you. And so you've perceived, you've put them in a fantasy level of being up above you, but they're not, okay? If they are on a pedestal in your mind, you have to take them down. Be a friend or an equal in, in, in relationship to everyone else, especially the bully. Be the bully's equal, not their biggest fan if you're, you know, trying to kiss up to them to make them like you and not their, and certainly not their victim. Okay. That when you put someone on a pedestal, they start to be like a celebrity and you end up being the, the silly fan. Okay. If you, and that's when you like them, you really like them. You think they're super cool. And then you start acting like a, a ridiculous fan. But if you put them on a pedestal of fear, you are, saying that you're their weak, you're their biggest victim. Okay. Because you're the most afraid of them. And 
you want to take them down from that position so that you can be on level playing field with them. So earlier I said we would work these anti-stress responses into your new personality. And here are the steps I recommend for that. First, accept your personality is not fixed, which means it can change and it should change to fit any goals you have, needs or hopes and dreams in your life. The needs, goals, hopes and dreams in your life are going to change. Therefore, your personality needs to change to fit them. If the old way of the way you used to be, the old way of being isn't working anymore to meet your new dreams, demands, goals, whatever, then it's time to change. Changing to meet your innermost reality is actually you adapting to the new uh, parts of yourself coming out. So it's it's like the parts of you that, that haven't completely grown out yet are starting to maybe expand into reality and you need to change your personality to fit them instead of continuing to live out of alignment in the hope of maintaining an old version of your personality. Okay. So it's not, it's, it's okay for you to change and to become a, a new, stronger version of your old self. The old self will still be there and it will be now adapted. It will be a more grown up version of that self. And that should happen throughout your whole life. Okay. The second thing you need to do is recognize that the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn responses that you typically have been going into and, um, and concentrate on adding the opposite anti-stress response to, to counteract the most typical ones you go into. You need to reverse them one by one. So I recommend working on one at a time, of course, but if you typically go into flight where you avoid, or you race into a comfort zone, then you need to work on slowing down and, and sticking with it, staying with the bully to show that you're comfortable no matter where you are. Okay. You need to work on that. So that's the, the, what, that's an example of flipping that fight or that flight response into a, a calm response of staying with it, slowing down. Okay. The third thing to work these anti-stress reactions and responses into your new personality is to visualize the change. Starting with visualization is like giving a sneak preview of coming attractions or like a trailer uh, for your conscious mind and for your body. Okay. Your subconscious mind is where you visualize and your, and, and where you download new ideas and beliefs and behaviors first. And then once your subconscious mind believes it, the conscious mind will start acting it out because the subconscious mind is the part of you that does things automatically without thinking about it. Once the subconscious mind is on board, the conscious mind will just start, it will just start incorporating whatever the subconscious mind thinks. Okay. Right now, the subconscious mind in you thinks the bully is a real threat. And that's why it goes into a stressed response. But if you start visualizing yourself doing a anti-stress response or a calm response, then your subconscious mind will start to shift the bully into a non-threat. And once that happens, you will start acting like the bully is a non-threat in real life. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know, but your subconscious mind and body believe whatever you imagine is actually real, just like reality. 
the subconscious mind can't distinguish between what you think or what you imagine and what you actually, what actually happens or what you actually do. So that means visualizing in this way, it's, you're going to begin believing the new you into being, you have to believe it to see it. A lot of people think they have to see it to believe it. It's actually the other way around. You have to start believing something and then you will see it come to be. Visualization has two parts or two ways of doing it. One is where you imagine yourself in the situation, like you're in a dream where you can control everything that happens. And the other one is where you watch yourself in the imagined situation, like you're an actor in a movie. Okay. So one is where you're actually in the situation. You imagine that you're in the situation. The other is where you imagine watching yourself play out the situation as if it's a movie. The first one is called associated. So when you're associated, it's when you actually are being in the situation. And the second one is disassociated. That means that you're sitting in the audience watching it all play out. And you want to do both. Disassociated visualizations allow you to see the full situation so you can see others' perspectives, their motivations, and it helps you improve your situational awareness. You'll see how others respond to you when they'll see, you'll see how others could respond to your imagined self versus what you've done in real life so far. So it's kind of like you get to do a practice run and see what everybody else would do with that new way of being. The associated visualizations allow you to be the new version of yourself, like to actually practice being it because the associated visualizations are where you're actually acting it out in the scene. You are, you are on stage. Okay. You're acting it out with the other actors and that incorporates your imagination, your imagined actions into your subconscious beliefs about yourself and therefore the behaviors, attitudes that come through, which makes them real. So the more you believe it deep down, the more your behaviors and attitudes will shift toward that inner belief. And as you act and behave and think and speak according to that deeper belief, you will get more and more experience with that and it'll become the real new you. So here are some quick examples of, of things you could imagine or visualize. If you regularly resist the idea of having a bully, which is a fight, it's it's a form of fight. Um, you need to visualize yourself fully embracing the problem of bullying as a lesson that will make you a stronger adult. So you might even uh, imagine telling someone how happy you are that this bully's come along because you get to practice on them becoming a stronger person. And you, I know you don't really believe that nobody wants to have a bully, but if you can just imagine yourself saying that you're going to start seeing it as a different, you're going to reframe the problem of having a bully. Telling people you're excited for the opportunity to take your bully down is going to make you a lot more excited about the prospect of learning these strategies. If you dodge the bully at all costs by either running from them or quickly getting yourself back to a a safe zone or a comfort zone, um, that's flight. What you would imagine is yourself walking right up to that bully not the least bit worried or intimidating, I'm sorry, intimidated and 
staying there, just standing there, maybe even laughing in their face. If you can visualize that, you're going to start thinking of it as I'm comfortable even when the bully's around. And what will that do to the bully? What will that do to everybody watching? What Imagine yourself responding, staying there and responding to the bully as if you don't give a care about them at all. Um, okay, for freeze, if you normally freeze up around the bully, imagine yourself being as comfortable around them as you are with a whiny little kid. Um, whiny kids are not fun, but they're also not scary. So if you can imagine the bully in a moment that they would be embarrassed in, maybe imagine them sitting around with their family bored on vacation or getting, uh, you know, reprimanded by their parent or a teacher or something, or just having something really embarrassing happen to them in class, anything like that, you're going to see them as more human. And this will help you to let go of your fears of them, which will help you float and drift along as if they're nothing but some whiny kid. Okay. And maybe you're always trying to impress the bully or obey all their orders. And that's fun. Imagine them in an embarrassing situation or, um, or even imagine them kind of looking up to you after you've beaten them, like reverse the pedestal, put yourself on a pedestal and imagine them kind of looking to you as the cool one, because that actually happens. That happens a lot. When people stand up to their bully, a lot of other kids will give you, um, attention. They'll be attracted to that. They'll want to be your friend that will actually propel you into a higher social status. And often the bully starts to look up to you and wish they, uh, hadn't been so mean to you in the past because now you have power over them. Uh, you can imagine yourself just in general going through situations without caring about what happens, uh, being curious instead of worried. So you can even replay things that have happened, uh, with the bully in the past and see how it goes. If you change your own level of stress in the situation, it's bound to change when you are handling it in a calm way. And so you just want to imagine yourself as often as possible doing it in that low stress, calm way. The key to all of this, whatever you imagine basically is just, you gotta visualize what you wish you could do or what you wish you would have done in a certain situation, or maybe what you're too afraid to do. Imagine you imagine what you're too afraid to do often enough, and you will eventually see yourself. You'll be equal to that. You'll see it as natural and you'll be able to do it. Or maybe what you wouldn't dare, you know, you, you kind of like go to the extremes, uh, what the fearless you would do or what you, what you'd do if there were no consequences at all. Even if you never go to the, the, you know, the absolute links that you imagine in these scenarios, your subconscious mind will believe you've already gone to these links and you'll start to see yourself differently because of it. You'll see yourself from the inside out. And once the inside has changed, the outside will change. It at first could be tricky for these images to hold your attention because they are going to challenge your current sense of self. And anytime your current sense of self gets challenged, your stress response is going to go off. So just by imagining being calm, you're probably going to feel a little bit of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. You're going to have to juggle these back and forth feelings. 
Your stress response goes off when you imagine change, when you imagine the unknown, the unknown or the new version of yourself makes your ego and it makes your stress side, the, your, your fear center say, oh no, you can't handle that. You shouldn't do that. That's not, that's not realistic. It'll say all those things to you. But if you keep at it, the deeper parts of your mind will begin to accept the visualizations as true and therefore it's going to become natural. Your mind is going to start to see itself as the way you've imagined it more and more and more, and then it will incorporate into your actual personality. And once this shift occurs, you will be thinking and acting according to what you've imagined and what you've practiced in your mind. And you have to expect to feel some unpleasant emotions as you go through this process, because seeing yourself differently is, it does bring up old feelings as you swap them out for new feelings. And it does sometimes feel like it's hard to believe it will ever be, um, to see yourself differently and more positively emotions are going to come up. And what you want to do is just write them down in a specific way. This is how I say you write them down. A feeling of fear might come up. Okay. When you, when you feel fear, in these imagine when you imagine these things, if you start to feel a feeling of fear, just after the imagine after the visualization, take out your journal and write a feeling of fear came up when I imagined walking up to the bully instead of I was scared when I imagined walking up to the bully. Okay, the difference is it's when you say a feeling of fear came up, it's passive. When you say I am at, I, I felt fear when, or I was scared when I walked up to the bully, that's incorporating that into your identity. Okay. Can you see the difference? When you say a feeling of fear came up, it's like, it's detached from you. It's, it's separate from you. If you say I was scared, that turns you into fear. Okay. So it's much easier and natural to let go of passive feelings or a passing feeling. It's harder to let go of the same exact feeling if you see it as a part of who you are, a part of your identity. Okay. So you want to process those emotions, but just say that you, that, that feeling came up. There was that feeling instead of you are that feeling, or you were feeling that. Okay. Don't make it you. And then I know that being told to imagine yourself being strong can be extremely maddening when you're actually having to go to school tomorrow and deal with this bully and very little so far may have changed on the outside. Okay. Imagining is the first crucial step you have to take when people tell you to imagine it, to become it. It's frustrating though, because you're still the same old you, you haven't changed yet. But like I said, you have to believe it to see it. You have to believe it to become it. The changes on the outside will be gradual, but they will pick up momentum fast. If you keep at it, there are countless stories of performers and athletes who do better when they do visualizations of their desired outcome before they perform, they pave the way for their body and mind to do the right thing, to know what to do and how to do it by imagining it first, they make it real on the, the inside before it can become real on the outside for everyone to see. If you look back at yourself in all honesty, you're probably going to see that you've imagined some of the bullying scenarios that they, that have happened so far. 
So you imagine those scenarios and then they came to be because partially, and certainly it wasn't your fault that this bully was a jerk to you, but you were preparing your mind and body to act as if uh, the bullying would happen or you would be bullied, okay? And you can, if you can pave the way for bad scenarios and bad things to happen, if you can do that, you can pave the way for the good ones too. I recommend that you free your mind up by teaching it how to believe that you can be the version of yourself you want to be. And the way you do that is through visualization. I, and then of course the experiences that come after you've imagined it, then you'll start actually acting that way and you will believe it more and more because it's actually happening. I know from personal experience, I've only became cool and unbullied after I imagined being carefree. I spent a lot of time imagining being carefree, not giving one rip about any bully or any kid at school. And I got so hooked on that idea of not caring and the feeling of being free of it all that I started to carry it out in my real life. And that's when the jerks moved on and my good friends emerged. Visualize every day. Give yourself permission to be inspired by what you've imagined. Get excited about the new version of yourself and you'll be much more motivated to make it happen. Have a great week. Practice this and I am excited for you to have the beginning results that will come. <laughs>